Willow. This is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I love to talk about all things related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, and writing about sexuality in nonfiction form and in fiction form as in erotica, erotic romance, all that fun stuff. I want y'all to have good sex. That's what I want, and I like to think about sex. I like to share about sex. Hmm, I guess I kind of like it, don't I? <laughs> so if you're under 18, it is time for you to leave the podcast now because this is not for you. This is an 18-plus podcast for adults only. Because why? Because we talk about sex. That's just the way it goes. So Today, I have an amazing excerpt to read for you by Tiny Sparks. Tiny Sparks, she is an erotica author. She is a writer of erotic romance and erotica. She's a lover of BDSM with a personal knowledge of BDSM acts. From her own personal life, she is married to her dom. She is a dog mom and she loves animals. And she has written several novellas, so you can check that out. I'm going to put all of her links down in the podcast notes so that you can easily click on her books if you would like to read more of them, learn more about her. She's also on Twitter. And so check it out. And the piece that I'm going to read is about vampires. I love, love, love vampires. I I definitely enjoy any content about vampires, whether it be shows, movies, books, there's just some sort of something sexy about vampires. It's seductive. And so I'm going to read a portion of one of her novellas, and then we will do the interview. So first comes the good, second comes the amazing talk. So I hope you stay for both, and I hope you enjoy it. We talk about all kinds of fun, sexy stuff, and she really focuses a lot on BDSM, and a lot of it is from personal experience in her own life. So we get firsthand knowledge, real, real stuff here, and she puts it into fiction stories and makes it very sexy for people to read and enjoy and fantasize about such a great talent. So here we go. Here is the excerpt I'm going to read from her book. Millennial Ball Vampire Erotic Story by Tiny Sparks. Okay, I'm going to set this up a little bit. There is a group of vampires living in this town. They're very powerful. They're very old, just as most vampires are. And they hold a ball and they select people who are going to come to this ball. And when when the people go to this ball, they are prepped in amazing ways that make them feel special and interesting. And we're at the point now in the story where I'm going to start the excerpt where this woman has gone through the whole process of being invited to the ball and someone has taken an interest in her, one of the vampires. And she has a very interesting ability, which I believe comes through in this particular chapter. This is chapter six, Louisa. And she is at the castle getting ready for the ball. It's a very 
erotic and sensual process that happens. And here we are. I'm going to read chapter six. And here we go. This is where they arrive at the castle. When we arrived at the stone monstrosity that was called a castle, the others ooed and awed. I wasn't impressed by its grandeur, but rather by the shivers this place gave me. At first, I wanted to turn around and run, but the beautiful lady from before welcomed us. When she spoke and clapped her hands, all my dread disappeared. Welcome, you are the twenty chosen ones and will be pampered and fed before the grand ball. She clapped her hands again. Please follow Carl. He will show you to the bathing area and most of all, enjoy. As she glided away elegantly, the charter began again and we followed Carl as instructed. The women were separated from the men once we entered a black and white tiled room. Steam rose from the sunken tubs that could fit three people. I counted ten, which meant I'd have one all to myself. Not shy, I undressed and sank into the hot water with a sigh. I could live here. This was utter bliss. A rotund woman wearing a white bathrobe passed out soap. It smelled of lavender, my favorite scent. I washed my body and hair with soap and hot water, probably for the first time in my life, or at least as long ago as I could remember. The woman passed again with combs this time. Thank you. I stared up at the woman, but she avoided my gaze. Shrugging, I pulled a comb through my hair for the second time today. Once I was finished struggling with my hair, I relaxed and soaked up the heat. I was about to close my eyes when a new woman came in. Ladies, get out and grab yourselves a towel from the pile here. When ready, come to the next room. She left without passing the towels around and our clothes had been removed. I shrugged and climbed out of the tub to walk over to the towel rack. Scandalous gasps behind me got me sniggering. I'm not going to pass around the towels, so unless you want to turn into a prune, get out. This got them moving. Without their clothes, they weren't making comments about my body. Everyone had something they were ashamed of. I wasn't ashamed of anything. I liked my body. People came in all sizes, and the assortment getting out of their tubs was no different. I had large boobs, a round, bouncy butt, a jelly belly, thick thighs, and all of it was oversized according to people. But I liked them. There were girls behind me that barely reached womanhood and therefore had tiny breasts, barely more than nipples. Another woman had a big butt, but a flat stomach and hand-sized boobs. One had an hourglass figure, but it was due to wide shoulders and wide hips, not a tiny waist. Moans filled the air. Once the massages began, my masseuse had soft but firm hands. I was still naked, but once the nameless woman held some oil under my nose, wrinkles spread all over my body. Every touch went deeper and sent me in a daze. Her fingers slipped between my buttocks. A little niggle at the back of my mind tried to 
pushed through the haze, but the delicious strokes of her delicate fingers pushed me back into a lull. The haze over my mind lessened the deeper I went into the castle. Bumping into someone, I apologized and looked up, way up. I read this bulky guy's mind, but wasn't fast enough to react. He grabbed me and forced my hands behind my back. A woman I hadn't seen before approached us with an evil smirk. She was dressed all in black leather. Her high-heeled boots were covering tight pants with a sleeveless top that barely covered her breasts. Finishing the fierce, sexy look, her skin was pale as mine. Her black pixie hair was artfully arranged in spikes. The fierce woman crowded me. I couldn't read her mind, and the glimpse I got from the knife in her hand increased my struggle against the guy's hold. Don't worry, little girl. I won't hurt you. Yet. Her evil cackle brought terror alive like I've never felt before. She closed her eyes and inhaled deeply. Oh, how I love the smell of fear. I'm going to hurt you a little after all. Going to have a little taste. The guy behind me was huffed. Don't worry, brother. It's not like she can tell anyone. Don't you want to taste? Her veins are so pretty and clear. She'd closed in and stroked my neck with a sharp nail. Maybe we should bid on her. She's the fattest of them all, she mused. Hey, I can hear you. I increased my struggling. Ouch! Her nail had scraped my neck. She grabbed my hair and pulled my neck painfully sideways. Ew! She was licking my neck with a long stroke of her tongue. Mmm, savory, delicious. Her eyes fluttered in rapture. My face twisted and I tried to control my gag reflex. Disgusting, weird people! She still held my neck in the painful position, and with a grunt, the guy behind me sucked the same spot she'd licked. The sucking tightened my nipples. Oh, escaped my lips. Her brother smacked his lips. Not just savory, sister, but a hint of sweetness. We'll definitely buy this one. She grinned, and before I knew it, sliced the knife through the lovely white dress I'd been gifted. Oh, my, even though she's fat, she has all the right curves. She muttered and cupped my breasts. I hummed, which she laughed at. Um, mm, <laughs> my cheeks heated, and my mind couldn't keep up with how fast my body switched from terror to disgust to enjoyment. Let's install her on the podium with a spot in the back, the brother suggested. Smart thinking, she nodded. He picked me up and threw me over his shoulder, taking the air out of my lungs. The blurred scenery we passed hinted at the speed with which they moved. That, combined with all my blood rushing to my head, had me passing out. I came to and lifted my head. When I tried to shield my eyes from the blinding light, my arms were restrained. Seriously? 
I gasped, as I found myself bound to a cross. My wrists were horizontally attached to wooden beams and my ankles to the bottom of a beam that supported my back. The only thing that made sure I was kept aloft and not drooping from my wrists was a support that protruded between my legs. I was well and truly trussed up. As far as I could crane my neck, I saw a few women and men from the selection, also naked and bound. I blushed and lowered my gaze when I noticed the members of these men. Chapter 7 Alexander Mary, I yelled, my voice echoing around the entrance hall. I'm here. Hold your horses. She sauntered down the stairs in a light blue dress that barely covered her nipples, but went all the way down to her ankles, at least. Her hair was up, not covering anything, and I shook my head when Brian noticed his daughter. I put a dress ready for you, and guess what? This wasn't the one. He said in a barely constrained voice. He was turning red, and I was worried he might have a heart attack. Mary, please, I begged. We're late already, so no, I won't change. Her mask in one hand, she kneeled and talked to her cat, petting it. You be good now, okay? She told the cat, as if the animal understood her. I shook my head and restrained myself from growling at the beast. I'd given Mary the wrong time on purpose, since I knew she'd be late. For once, she was on time, making our arrival on the early side. Not that I minded, I wanted another taste of the lovely, pale girl. I doubted she still tasted as good as in my imagination. No one tasted that good. My mind must have been playing tricks on me. The castle loomed over us when we approached— it didn't look welcoming at all, which I loved and I was sure the humans hated. I rolled my eyes at the theatrics of the entrance. Flames and torches guided vampires of all sizes, colors, and genders on the way to the ballroom over a cobblestone hallway. The dress code was formal. I'm loving vampires from the new and old world. This ranged from Victorian dresses with ruffles to skimpy, skin-tight dresses. The men wore a black suit with various colors of shirts and ties or bows. The suit was all black, including my shirt. The cufflinks were the only color. Rubies. I never cared for bows or ties, and as long as it wasn't against Celine's rules, I refused to wear them. The colors red and black dominated, with a few purple and green splashes standing out in the throng waiting to enter the ballroom. Once inside, the usual Gothic-style candle sconces decorated the walls covered with tapestries. I wondered if they realized the fire hazard. Even living life the old way, I was aware of the stupidity of putting candles near carpets. They weren't real. Ah, even Celine couldn't resist adding a bit of new world technology to the ball. Or was it her magic? Shrugging, I folded my hands behind my back. I sauntered among the vamps, greeting a few of the elders, not because I respected them, but of how Celine was always present, and knowing her waiting to punish someone as entertainment. I caught the girl's scent a mile away, but couldn't find her. Following my nose, I spotted her at the back of the stage. Good. That way she won't be chosen straight away. 
Sneaking into her mind, I was surprised at what I found. Right. Vampires are real, and we humans are blood bags. Of course, I had to be chosen for the stupid honor of becoming someone's food. How long would they keep us alive? That woman earlier sexually stroked the guy to my left while sucking his neck. Was I to be a whore on top of providing food for these things? Would an orgasm, such as the woman in front of me had when another woman sucked her thigh, be something I'd enjoy? or not. I think I'd prefer a man. Oh my God, why was I even thinking this? I didn't want this. Grinning, I approached the stage, but knew that only the high council was allowed in. The guard made sure of that. I would keep an eye on her and coax other interested parties away. It wouldn't be easy, since no one was allowed to use their powers outright at the ball. Rules again. Once the ballroom was filled with both high and low-born vampires from across the world, either representing their part of the world or per special invitation, the voices overwhelmed me slightly. Not in my own head, but hers. I realized that they used an ointment, weakening her mental blocking system. Her headache was linked to me. Odd, I'd never connected with a human or a vampire that much that I took on their pain. I put up my own mental block. It was rusty. I hadn't used it in a long time. Vampires around me knew to block against me, and Brian had put a spell on my blood bags in his mind over the years, allowing me to live freely. I could penetrate the spell, but only if I chose to do that. Thinking about it, I hadn't had any trouble in the town keeping people's minds closed, unless I concentrated. Maybe I had lost my touch. Seeking out a random human on stage, I listened for his thoughts. They were a jumbled mess. But not through blood loss. It would be impossible, probably due to the oil. How could I explain the open connection with my pale, sassy beauty? Something on your mind, son? My father tapped my shoulder. By the time I turned, he had his hands behind his back as usual. Authority pulsed off his posture, and his sneer was ever present. Hello, mother and father. How good to see you. The forced smile hurt my face. I didn't offer a hand to my father, but I did hug my mother when she embraced me. How have you been handling your brother finding his mate? I know it's tough when you haven't found your own. She whispered while keeping me captured in her hug. I'm fine. Mother, I don't need a mate. I tried to soften the bite in my voice, but her sigh told me I hadn't succeeded. Somehow I doubt that. She kept me at arm's length and peered into my eyes when hers sparkled with mirth and she threw her head back. Laughing, I glared. Father shrugged. My eyes widened as he rolled his eyes and admonished Mother in a calm and caring tone. I hadn't seen them for a few decades, but this change in attitude gave me whiplash. Where was the stern, almost violent father I remembered? Well, we have to go. I see Celine approaching the stage, and I don't feel like angering her by not being at her side. Mother mumbled the last part. 
Even grumpy vampires can change over time. Remember that, Alexander. Mother pushed this thought in my brain before hurrying to the stage. Theatrics were never wasted on Grandma Celine. Her long hair hung loose around her body, covering her breasts and privates. I thanked my stars for that because the white body-hugging dress she wore was see-through. We never referred to her as Grandma, but my brother and I were direct descendants, as was Barth. None of us, including our parents, wanted to see her fully naked. The demigoddess just couldn't dress properly, always showing off her figure as if she had to prove something. The woman wouldn't age ever. Why bother proving it? Welcome to the Blood Moon's Millennial Ball. Before we kick off, I'd like to mention that newly turned vampires are to be presented in the next hour. All the servers will be naked and walk among you. Only take a sip here and there, as per usual. Otherwise, we'll have a very short party. A few chuckles followed that comment. We have our stage set up for the tasting, one drop each. As a special treat, we have only virgins, even the males. At the many whoops in the crowd, I frowned. I never had a virgin out of fear that she might be my mate. Why the special treat? We have two mating ceremonies to complete. Now a deafening roar and applause hit my eardrums. I pushed my way to the front of the staircase to make sure I was the first one to taste. Let the party begin! Celine clapped her hands and sparks flew from her fingers to the ceiling covering it in stars to resemble the current starlit sky outside. Music sounded from nowhere in specific, and the naked servers mingled with the guests. Hello, Grandmother. This is Mary, my first-turned-vampire. I bowed and pushed Mary forward, who for once was quivering in fear. She curtsied, and I rolled my eyes when her breasts threatened to spill from her dress. Welcome, child. What was the nature of your change? Her soft voice belied her words. Celine wasn't happy. My father is a servant in Lord Alexander's castle, and when I was on the verge of dying, he asked for me to be turned. At last, Mary got up, but kept her eyes lowered. Good girl. I see, and how long ago was this? She raised an eyebrow in my direction, and I cringed. About nine years. I lifted my chin. You know the rules, Alexander, at least ten years before the blood moon ball and nothing later. She grabbed Mary's chin and raised her head. Mary's wince showed the hard grip Celine had on the girl's chin. Are you controlling your urges, girl? Celine turned Mary's head from side to side. Yes, milady. The girl lied without hesitation. I groaned as Celine smirked. Very well. Have fun at the ball. She knew Mary was lying. Thank you, milady. And we hurried away. I grabbed her arm. If you make one wrong move, she will kill you. Do you understand? I shook her because she wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. 
She rolled her eyes. I will kill your father if you don't behave, understand? Her eyes widened, and she stopped struggling to get away. With a trembling lip, she nodded. Waiting for my turn to taste the naked blood bags bound to crosses, I had to repress my growls every time someone came close to my pale beauty. I was startled when I realized this was the second time I called her mine. Engulfed in my thoughts, another vampire had to nudge me to move forward. It was almost my turn. So, brother, how have you been holding up without fresh blood? Came the sarcastic remark from Santos. His very pregnant mate peered up at me with her hands around her belly, as if she could protect her baby from me. If I wanted the thing dead, even Santos wouldn't be fast enough to stop me. Celine would kill me a second after, though. Very good, brother. How are you holding up not being able to drink from your mate? I laughed out loud when he grimaced and his mate's eyes widened. Keeping secrets, I see. Let me inform you. I tapped my lips. You being pregnant means Santos needs to get his blood somewhere else. Being in this part of the world, he can't drink from a bag. Wonder who he's been drinking from. I winked at her, which earned me a scowl and an elbow in Santos's side. Don't worry, my dear. Bartha's given me blood from, I agree, an unknown and probably living source. But I haven't bitten anyone. His mate giggled. Maybe you should bite your brother just in case. <laughs> they both laughed, but I didn't care. It was my turn. I hurried over to the pale blonde. Her eyes widened when she recognized me. Please, choose someone else, she whispered, not knowing I heard her loud and clear. I only want you. I pressed my lips on hers, coaxing them apart. My tongue swirled against hers. Oh my God, he's doing it again. My core is throbbing. Hopefully he doesn't notice it. I can smell it, I answered. You can hear my thoughts? Her eyes widened upon the realization. Please say no. Loud and clear. I leaned in and breathed the words against her neck. I recognized in disgust when I noticed another pair of fang holes. Kissing my way along her arms, there were marks on her wrists, on her breasts, but not her cunt. Surely not. He's going to bite me there? Kiss you, suck you, drink your juices, and have a little taste of blood. She moaned when I showed the images of what I would do right before I kissed her clit. I had to move my hips forward on the support between her legs to have access to her pussy. Pressing her fully against my face, I began to feast. You taste fantastic. I could eat you all day, but unfortunately for now, it'll be a few minutes. I chuckled before attacking her clit. Sucking it between my fangs gave me the focus I needed for my tongue to lick and flick it. Faster, 
she begged. Hang on, I'm going to bite you now. I wondered for a second why I'd warned her. My fang pierced her clit enough to draw blood, and an agonized scream followed. I grimaced at the pain-filled sound engulfing my brain as well as my ears. Don't stop, she begged aloud between pants. I won't until you soak my face with your juices. I added even more suction, groaning when a droplet of blood shocked my taste buds. She hissed, but the combination of her pain and pleasure-filled blood had me sucking even harder. My cock was straining against my trousers. I flicked my tongue and a long, drawn-out moan followed by the release of her juices had me right on the edge. <sighs> oh! The taste of her release was evident in her blood and her pussy. I stopped short when someone tapped me on the shoulder. Finished? It was Santos again, and I rose. No. I growled, showing my fangs. Wow, dude. Don't worry. I won't bite her. He held up his hands, but the twinkle in his eyes had me take a quick peek into his mind, which surprisingly he allowed. She's your mate, brother. Ooh, that is intense. So here we have the two are meeting, and hmm, we have some hints about maybe where this story is going to go. It's very, very seductive, and it's very, very delicious and very sexy, steamy. Oh, it's intriguing. Pick up her book, Millennial Ball vampire erotic story link will be down in the podcast notes i want to thank you for listening to this and now stay here and listen to my interview listen to me chat with tiny sparks we have a lot of fun and it's really really sexy and exciting and you learn a little bit more about what she does and why she does it so welcome tiny sparks Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. We've been chatting on Twitter back and forth for quite a while now. So I'm really excited to meet you. Yeah, me too. It's been fun so far. It has. So you are an author of Erotic Romance and Erotica, a lover of BDSM with a personal knowledge. You are married to your dom and you are also a dog mom, right? Yes, a dog mom and several other injured and orphaned animals that I uh, take care of. They do get adopted. I'm, I don't have a zoo here. Right. Oh, that's nice. I love animals. I'm a huge animal lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So I have an icebreaker question for you, and it's about sex. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Awesome. <laughs> What is your favorite sexual position? And I would love it if you told me why. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions. Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets 
and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. I do prefer doggy style, but I don't actually come for that one, which is weird. I don't orgasm from that one. But it's a bit of combination of dominance, hair pulling, and any other position where I'm a bit restrained or completely restrained is very hot. Right. I totally get it. Are you into sex toys at all or do you not go into that real much? Oh yeah, but uh, we've <laughs> we've got a whole arrangement for that one. My uh, hubby does the ordering for that. Oh, that's awesome! Do you have a favorite one? No, not in particular, actually, because okay. whenever he uses it, I'm blindfolded, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just know the feeling, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that's very hot. Well. I have some questions I would love to ask you. And it's interesting for me to talk to other people about how they started writing. First of all, though, I want you to tell me, please, where can we find your writing? Like, how can people find your writing? My writing is on all major sites. So you've got the obvious, which is Amazon. Um, but I am present with all of my books on Barnes and Nobles, Apple, and I can't come up with what the other names are, but all the major bookstores have them online. Right. The online booksellers. Okay, perfect. And then when you, when you do publish, do you use tiny sparks? Yes. Yes. Okay. So people could find you by searching tiny sparks on those bookseller sites. Plus you have a website. Yep, as well, which I just realized I didn't put my last release on there. Oh, well, something to do, right? (laughs) Yeah. 
What is your website, by the way? It's a very long one because it's still through Wix sites. It's www. And then I think if I've got it correct, <laughs> Wix dot tiny sparks X dot com forward slash tiny sparks without the X. But I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly. Well, sure. But an easy way for people would be to go on Twitter at Sparks exactly. X Tiny because you have your link right in your your profile, right? Yes, yes, I do. Perfect. And so again, at Twitter, I'll put the link down in the podcast notes too. So it's at Sparks X Tiny. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So what got you into writing erotica? Like what was your spark that was like, huh, I want to write this stuff. Well, I actually had a friend at that time who was a indie publisher and uh, she said, you know, we should try that because it's got very good sales records at the moment and I thought okay I'll give it a try when I wrote that first short story all of a sudden I knew the second part and the third part and all of that and then I came up with other ideas and I wrote them all down nice I think it's I think that's very awesome and you are one who you draw from your own personal life when you write Yes, yes, I do. Most of the BDSM aspects in there are from personal experience. Um, but then again, obviously, there are fantasies that right. I haven't done yet. <laughs> and I do have a bit of a disclaimer at the start of uh, all my books that because I've one series which is strictly fantasy, some of those things are possible. The others aren't really you know, they are possible, but only with, with experience. So I do put a disclaimer that you have to have experience, you have to have consent aspect mm-hmm. and all those things and a trusted partner, obviously. Yeah, I think those are good things to say because some people can misconstrue or do things improperly that are end up in a bad way for one or both partners. And we don't want to encourage yeah that. it 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 can be can become quite dangerous in the as not only in the aspect of physical but mentally as well yes absolutely absolutely doesn't take much to do damage does it no not at all i do try and put in my newsletters some you know inspiration in regards to how to start if you're single or But then again, I forgot to save those and put them on my blog, which is on my website. It's not a regular blog. It's just randomly, which I still should do. (laughs) So in your blog, is that kind of more, would you say more nonfiction when you're writing about that kind of thing? Or is it still more fiction? Yeah, no, no, no. It's about interviews that I do with uh, other people in the community about my own experience, about what you could search for. But it does have some random other stuff in there as well, like writing-wise, what is the best way to write erotica? Not that I know, but you have to use (laughs) all your senses and, you know, the regular stuff, you know, for people starting out writing or starting out in in the scene. Sure, absolutely. Very valuable, no doubt. 
What's your favorite part of the writing process when you're writing fiction? When I've got all of a sudden this idea, then it flows. And most of the time that's from experience because all my characters have a little bit of me in them. Right. Which is the only way I can get stuff to sound a bit more realistic, rounded mm-hmm. characters. But yeah, it's it's basically an idea. I've got a fantasy and then obviously I have to get a bit of a story around it because I don't believe in just randomly writing sex scenes and then, you know, putting them out there without any context. So I'm still trying to go with erotica instead of going straight to smut. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I always think of it that way too, that there's kind of like layers or just the amount of content it can do you ah, I can't talk can be divided into smut erotica and erotica romance or erotic romance different yep. layers yeah no in. definitely definitely do you have a favorite book or story or character that you have created well I think book of Tina which starts well series that has the name is BDSM Erotic Stories. Okay. And her story is very similar to mine, her character yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. And I do like that story line, the storyline and the whole story when it ends. I like that one the most because it's the most realistic one. Sure, sure. Sort of uh, got some memoir aspects to it. Maybe a little bit, yeah, because sure. she's also a writer and she starts out with meeting someone who wants to give her the experience, which is linked to her writing. Oh, so, nice. yeah, that does ring a bell with some people. And they say like, <laughs> oh, is this you? Not right. 100%. <laughs> right. right. I know. I think it's funny when I write something, people like, they assume for some reason, I assume that you've done everything you've written about. And I'm always like, no, this isn't a memoir. This is still fiction. And there are pieces of me in it, of course, because I'm kind of like you. I Every character I write has some piece of me in it. I can't not write that way. I don't know. It just happens. But just because you write about something doesn't mean you did it. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of silly. It's no, fiction. no, no. I definitely <laughs> didn't do everything in my books. That's for sure. <laughs> well, and especially when you write about paranormal, because you write, you touch on that area as well. I mean, you know, not a werewolf, yes. you know. <laughs> yes. Got werewolf and, and vampires. And as far as I know, they don't exist. So, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> So how long have you been writing? And do you write in other genres as well or just erotica? Under this name, just erotica. And I've been writing that, I think, just a little bit over a year. But I was published first through an indie publisher, but that didn't work out. So I had to re-release most of my stories. I had a really great one, but she kept that one, so... Just to get myself out of the contract. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, those contracts. They can be good. They can be bad, right? Well, yeah, they start out sounding really good. And then you get in nitty gritty and then you're like, no. Right. (laughs) 
So it was an early experience where you learned that language had power. Do you recall such an experience? Well, more power, I don't know, not reading at the moment, but okay. I'm reading, but not that stuff where you say, you know, oh, this is all powerful and that's going to raise some questions with me and that's going to make me a better writer or anything else like that. But I do sure. remember as a kid, I went to the library at school and picked up one book. It was a really big book. And uh, yeah, I started from there and I read every single one of those. And I think that's the basis of my writing style as well. So that resonated with me, but I can't really say, you know, yeah, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Have you always been a big reader, even as a young child? Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. I was right. 12 reading books for 16-year-olds. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it seems like every writer was, as a child, was just like one of those kids that was just so into books, like you couldn't get enough, you know? I certainly was that way. Yeah, definitely. So are you doing NaNoWriMo at all? Yeah, yeah, I'm not are doing you? very well, though. <laughs> it's day three, and I've got 2K. No, it's day four, even. Oh, right. it is day four. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I keep thinking about, you know, it's November, but I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's already been four days. Yeah, it's it going goes quick. fast. <laughs> yeah. Have you done it before in the past? I've done twice, but I never reached the 50K because I'm a slow writer, not only because of the fact that I'm a pantser. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. never plan anything in advance, <laughs> but also because I'm bipolar. So oh, I yep. can't, you know, I can't say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to sit down and do that. I never know what my mood is going to be like, if I'm going to be tired, if I'm not even going to open my laptop and stuff like that. Sure. Sure. Well, it's, it's a good plan. It's a good thing to try. Even if you don't reach the goal, you're getting some writing done. So that's the important part. Oh, definitely. I get more writing done with this, not because of trying to reach the goal, but because of other people that are doing it and mm. they are doing it quite well. I mean, they're reaching higher and higher. And for me, it's not that I give up because I can't follow them, but I do try and every day sit down at my laptop just this month because the last month I didn't do anything. Yep. It's kind of a nice push. And if other people are doing it, I feel like it's sort of an inspiration as well. Yes, it's an inspiration. And, you know, you have to get in contact with other people that do it. And that gives mm -hmm. you the extra push on top of, you know, doing the writing of 50k or whatever your own goal is. Right, exactly. Do you do any research for your writing at all? Or do you kind of just feel like you more draw from your own experiences? Uh, both. I do do a bit of research in regards to the storyline. Mm. More the storyline than the actual scenes. But sometimes I do do research and get into contact with people that have, because I did one scene uh, in regards to a Sibian mm, and yep. I've never experienced that before because it costs a hell of a lot of money. And oh, yeah. I don't know anyone that has it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that person sent me videos of 
people he uh, knew. And those videos got me right inspiration and the right insight into what the people would feel. And I wrote it from the perspective of someone watching them. Mm, and yeah. uh, that person did say I did quite a good job. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was just talking with another erotica author recently, and he said that he he's like, yep, I pull up Pornhub when I need to do some research just to get feel for things or just facial expressions or just kind of like gives you that little oomph to write something, you know, and I, so I totally get that. <laughs> I do that yeah, too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's something you haven't done, like you said, or something you haven't done in a while, or just even to get a different perspective. Yep. Yep. Definitely. What would you say in your mind would be what would make you a success as a writer? I haven't had that idea yet that I'm a success as a writer. Okay, I do get people to read my free books, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I do have quite a bit of sales, especially the last two months. Nice. But my biggest reward and my biggest idea of success would be someone saying, oh, I read your book and I orgasmed. And that would be like, you know, the biggest... Yeah, I mean, the biggest compliment you can get as an erotica writer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our goal is to move people, right? To make them feel things. So to hear such things, it's like, that's a success. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that would be awesome. But I don't (laughs) think anyone is going to put that on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Well, and if you do, they probably will nix it. I mean, they are pretty picky about what you put on there. Like, I've done a few sex toy reviews and they are extremely picky, which is funny because if the manufacturer can put certain words in there, but they might nix your review because you use those same words. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's in the description. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. And, you know, I, yeah. want to, I, I do review for my newsletter quite a few books, some I bought, some I got from people and if I really like them as in five stars, I will put five stars on Goodreads and I will recommend them to my readers with the review on there. But, you know, you have to spend $50 on Amazon before you can leave reviews on there. Yeah, that's true. Which which sucks. And with erotica, with erotica, as you said, you know, you can't write any everything. And also, most people that read erotica are a bit ashamed of it and won't leave reviews automatically. Right. Or they don't want it known. I think that's a huge struggle for people. They they might like something, but they don't feel they can put it out into the world that they like it and why they like it. Yeah, that's one of the struggles of being an erotica writer. And I know a lot of people think it's easy writing Mm -hmm. erotica which is another thing is not easy it's not as if I can sit at my laptop and in a couple of hours oh yeah I've got the story and it goes out and that's it right that's not how it works plus you've got the disadvantage of never even if you were inclined I'm not inclined to do that but you can never work with ads Facebook ads Amazon, it doesn't work they Mm -hmm. don't allow it 
I know. I think it's so silly that they allow the books to be sold, but that we can't advertise them. I mean, if we can make it PG-13 enough to put a blurb on the Amazon site, why can't we write an ad that way and have it be targeted for people who either buy erotica already or are adults? And I don't understand yep. what that block is and why why they'll sell it, but not let us make ads. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of hypocritical. I mean, you know, yeah, we'll sell it for you, but we're not going to let you pay for ads for it. I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And they change it all the time, which is even they more do. difficult. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At least we have a lot of options. There's so many online sellers too. Have you ever used Smashwords at all? Yes. Yes. I went a while with Smashwords and then I switched to Draft to Digital. Okay. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's easier and it's got nicer layout. It's easier to upload. You don't have the strict rules for uploading. Mm, and okay. It's really in a, in a jiffy. I mean, with Smashwords, pretty sure I would spend two, three hours trying to get one book uploaded. And with Draft to Digital, it's maybe 10 minutes to half an hour. I'm not very computer. I always call myself computer illiterate because sure. I struggle <laughs> with all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, that made my dream of publishing white come through. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it, I haven't gotten into that yet. Is that what you pay for or is it a free service? No, it's a free service and okay. it formats. It's very pretty how it formats for you. Oh, so it even formats just, for you. Okay. Yeah, uh, you just push one button and it's got these nice curlies on top of each chapter and all of that stuff. So oh, nice. it does make it look pretty. So are you just uploading like Microsoft Word document? Yeah, it's okay. Word documents that I upload there and you don't have to you know, go for the specific sizes or whatever else for your pictures because that takes for me for your covers, I mean, that okay. takes me like for Smashwords, took me each and every time half an hour just to get the right format. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds a lot more cumbersome, no doubt. And I do recently, I did recently get Barnes and Nobles up and oh. doing direct with them, but I've only got one series of their direct. Because you earn more, obviously, if you go direct. But, you know, with my bipolar being as it is, it's in control, but I have to avoid stress. Sure. (laughs) And having to release a book on so many sites is Mm -hmm. stressful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely it is. (laughs) So what's a typical writing session for you? Do you have any, like, routines or rituals or do you just kind of sit down? Nope. I open my laptop and then there is a chance that I actually <laughs> write. And uh, it's nothing more than that. Because yesterday I did a writing session and I said, yeah, I'm going to start. And I think I had about 120 words. And then I got my son asking me to help him with this. And then I've got a neighbor visiting. And then I've got a kitten that I'm raising right now who needed to be fed so yeah. oh yeah distractions oh yeah all time <laughs> all kinds of distractions the life life interferes I know yep 
Definitely. So you said you're more of a pantser. What do you start with? Is it a, is it a character or a thought or a scene? Which which is like usually your your initial starting point? Usually it is the first chapter. I just suddenly have a bit of an idea and I start on the first chapter. I don't have a fleshed out character. I don't have a fleshed out plot which becomes always difficulty trying to get to the end because you don't have an idea what the ending is going to be like. And that's the reason why I also write in series. People tell me, you know, it's annoying that you put it up in parts. And But I write like that. When uh, the first yeah. part is finished, I publish it. Just, you know, people, I like people to have something to read of mine. And I try to publish once a month. So I just write and write and write. And then it's like, okay, that one is finished now. It's not finished, finished as in the whole story. But I feel like that is enough for a release right now. And then, you know, I, I get to the second part. Sure. I think a lot of erotica authors do that. But a lot of people seem to like shorter erotica stories. I mean, you don't tend to find super long erotic books. Oh, no, I'm going to bundle all of them. So yes, they can have the whole book because it is a whole story. I don't think any right. of the series, except for the vampire series, I don't think any of those series you can read just a one short story. And, you know, you know, the thing you can choose whichever one you can read after that. You have to read the whole series. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to do it too. You release each one and then you can combine it into one longer work. Yeah. I think it's a great tactic. Yeah. I'm just not sure ever how long I should wait because obviously people have bought them already for Mm. a while. And then I think it's a bit annoying of myself. I would find it annoying if someone else did it. You know, write everything. People are buying every time they release something, and then all of a sudden, you put their book out that is a bit cheaper. <laughs> well, like, but okay, yeah. In a, in a way, though, you might reach different audiences if you put out the big book, and maybe the people who've already bought the pieces wouldn't buy the whole, but someone else might buy the whole. That's a new new person reading your work. So I don't think it's a bad thing to do at all. No, I'm going to do it, but I know how long I should wait gotcha. until the final release. That's a bit of my issue. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. That makes sense. What are you working on now when you're doing your nano rhymo? It's always so hard for me to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult word. <laughs> I wonder well, who came I've up with got, that. <laughs> well, it's a short thing for a very long sentence, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a general idea, and I did write two first chapters. I haven't fleshed out the idea, so I'm just writing as I go. Gotcha. And the, I don't know what you call it, the title I'm using right now, which might not end up on the book, is Boudoir Chronicles. Okay, nice. Yep, which could be anything. (laughs) But yeah. it's going to be contemporary. <laughs> sure, sure. That sounds like a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know yet. But yeah, I'm <laughs> going to do it in a series again because I've got so many ideas with that one. 
Sure. And sometimes I find it annoying that people write in series. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) I'm doing it anyway. Right. Well, we've kind of been talking about, you know, short-term and long-term goals. Do you have any others that you haven't mentioned that you'd like to? In regards to goals? Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to be able to write at least one story a month for as long as I can. Right. But I think at the moment, I'm going to have to make sure that I don't get too much stress. Right. Because it does it does get stressful if I do too many things at once and have to be able you know, to, to relax sometimes as well and not feel guilty about it. Yes, absolutely. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began writing erotica that you know now? Definitely don't go through a publisher. It's a loss of money. It's very strict. You don't have control over anything. You don't have control over your story. Well, Largely you do, but you don't have control over when it's going to be published, what the cover is going to be look like, yeah, what the cover is going to look like, sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, the promotions. I like to be in charge of my promotions. If I tell my newsletter or people on Twitter or Facebook, there's going to be a promotion next week. I want to make that happen. Yeah. And with publisher, you don't always get that, that it's going to happen. So, yeah. No, and you don't even get to say you want to do a promotion. I mean, it's basically oh, no. up to them. I mean, yeah. 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 And I, I find the hard part, too, is that a lot of publishers only want certain things a certain way, or they don't want too much sex, or, you know, they're very particular and they're all very different. So it's hard to write something that can fit across the board of erotica publishers because they are so very different and they all have different amounts of sex in their books. So it's hard to find a fit. Yeah, definitely. And you do have so much control, as you said, when you do it yourself, you have full control over, well, everything really. It's just, you have to well, do yeah. you Okay. You put your own deadlines, you make your own covers until they are what you want them to be. I mean, I don't put any pre-orders out because okay. for me, once I've got the story, I want it out there. You know, it's finished. It needs to go out there. I want to sell it. <laughs> I want people to read it. Oh, I totally and, get that. Yeah. And I can't do a pre-order because I don't have an idea in advance when it's going to be finished. And I don't want to push myself into that. Right. Do you use an editor or editing programs or what do you tend to do for your editing? Oh, I've got this great friend and I started, you know, she was a better reader for me. Okay. And she's got ADHD, which is Uh. really funny because she was reading it and editing as she went along because she couldn't stand it, that it wasn't edited. And and she does that for me. She's, you know, she's the best, best friend I've ever had. I've never met her in real life, but yeah, she's great. Sounds like a perfect partnership. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And I do read her books as well. She doesn't write erotica. She writes sci-fi and uh, fantasy and sometimes contemporary. So, yeah. Very nice. Nice to find a connection with someone that you can continue to work together like that. That's perfect. Well, that's a great thing about the community on, on Twitter. Yes, you meet people, you chat with people, and people help you. I mean, I help people get started when yep. they've got questions about the starting process or uploading onto which sites they have to go or they should do. I don't have that much experience, so I can only help so far. Right. But, you know, if you do that for other people, people do stuff back for you. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. It's a great writing erotica writing community on twitter it's just fantastic it really is it's amazing definitely it's not the best place to try and promote your books but it's amazing community helping each other because you know it's necessary you you need those people to chat to to get yourself out of writing slump sometimes Oh yeah, and, you know, if all everyone says, you know, oh, you know, my sales are low this month, or people are not reading my book this month, then you know you're not the only one. Right, exactly. There's a connection with other people, and totally a great thing. Makes a yeah. big difference. Definitely. So, what's the biggest surprise you've had in the past few months? It can be in in writing or in your personal life or wherever you want. In writing itself is that I'm not only getting readers for books that I'm promoting, but I'm getting readers for all my books, which was a huge surprise for me last month because I was like, okay, I'm promoting this book, but how come I've got people reading all of my books, which was great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fabulous. And then on a personal level, it's, yeah, I got a kitten about month and a half ago and she was I think one day old at the vets oh my goodness and I told him you know can I do you want me to raise her and he said yeah great and uh, yeah we're now a month and a half I think yeah about a month and a half further and uh, she's doing great and my sister decided to adopt her so that's fabulous that's yep yep and you'll have a connection to her going forward Oh, yeah, I'll get pictures uh, once in a while. I'll probably see her. and It would be exciting to see if she recognizes me. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> it's a lot of work, too. That's a lot of feeding, right? Oh, the first two weeks is every two hours. So, yeah, oh, sleep man. was elusive. The newborn, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. And unfortunately, you have to make the milk, heat the milk before oh. feeding. You can't just breastfeed, which yeah, exactly. here, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Extra steps. Yep, definitely. What kind of genres do you like to read other than erotica? Or is erotica your main go-to when you read? It's my main go-to, but definitely any genre of erotica, contemporary, paranormal, and everything in between. I like to read everything. But these days, I'm like, you know, I want to read something else, but it doesn't have any sex in it. Mm. It's, it's It turns boring for me. So I'm not reading yeah. anything without sex anymore. 
I totally get it. <laughs> I can understand that statement. Do you have any authors that you admire that you'd like to mention? Not in particular. I've got, you know, I've got a bad memory in regards to that. When I have a book that I really like, I put it on my newsletter. And, oh, nice. Uh, I recommend it. There was one author and I just can't remember her name right now. Ooh, something with cow. She's got loads of books. Okay. With cowboys sometimes and billionaires once in a while. Sure. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> no worries at all. Can you think of one to three people who have influenced your writing? Definitely my husband recently. Mm -hmm. When you asked me what was a big surprise, or I don't know what the question was, I have to yeah. add, my husband said for the first time to someone that I didn't know, he didn't know it was actually job related. What does your wife do? And he said, mm -hmm. oh, she writes erotica. And I was oh. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. But that he supports fun. me. My parents support me. Especially nice. my mom, my sister and my brother-in-law support me because my brother-in-law has a few of, he's a photographer and a few mm. of the covers have his pictures in there as well. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yep. And anyone else? Yeah, that friend, you know, that does editing for me. Mm -hmm. She's a big support and she's also a big pusher, you know, for me to write better and to to keep on writing right so yeah that's most of it I think <laughs> <laughs> do you have any advice for other writers that are just getting started in erotica man we touched on that a little bit earlier yeah you have to make sure that you have a bit of a story because there are lots of people if you just jump into the sex scene they're not going to read any of your other books. So you do, even if you're not writing erotic romance or you're saying, you know, I only write smut, you still need that for people to connect because otherwise they're just going to watch porn. Right. Um, so that's one of the things. Make sure that if you write it, that you believe it as well, that it can happen and to situate the people, because that's something that I've realized recently when I read other people's books, is one point they're sitting on a table and the next point they're against the wall. And you don't know if, you know, what position they're in or, you know, anything during sex, you have to be able to follow the people. Yeah. Because we're not going to read that scene if we don't know exactly what is happening especially with positions mm -hmm. you know if at one point he's kissing her lips and the next point he's I don't know he's already down at her pussy and then sucking her clit you know you need to have the whole motion of he's now going down there and you know, anything like that, because that's something that annoys me with other people's writing and with my own. Right. You just want the reader to be able to picture what's going on and not have these jumps, in other words. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
in regards to what people look like, you mm -hmm. can kind of skip over that. You don't have to explain into detail, you know, their mm -hmm. eyes slanted a bit to the right and the nose is very sharp. You can give people a bit of a chance to imagine it, but mm -hmm. the sex scene in itself, they don't want to imagine it. They don't want to imagine the sequence in what everything is happening. They want to know what is happening, kind of like porn. So yeah, right. you need to you need to focus on definitely getting the whole action in that scene. Same as you would write an action scene, actually. That's true. You don't want to leave a bunch of holes there where people are just kind of scrambling, trying to fill in the pieces. You want to actually paint the full picture. Yeah, because that's the one thing they're not going to skip over. Right. If you yeah. are just if you are describing she walked to the car, uh, she opened the door, she sat down. Yeah, okay, no one cares. They might right. even skip that. You mm. know, they know you're not going to jump from the front door to your car. <laughs> right. <laughs> say it like that. Yeah, that's very true. It doesn't so, matter if they have curly hair or straight hair. I mean, it might add to image for the person reading, but it doesn't really matter. What matters is, yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, it takes you out of that scene, like, you know, within a second, if you can't follow who's where and who's doing what. Right. You don't want the reader to stop and go, wait, what? You, you know, you don't yeah. want that. <laughs> exactly. I did that recently and I was like, okay, I can't imagine it. Is she lying on her left side or on her right side? Is he in front of her or behind her? You know, right. if you have to start wondering that, you're out of the scene. It's not sexy anymore. It's not arousing mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, you got pulled out of the scene. Got yeah, yanked out. So yeah. that's one of the beginning for beginning writers of erotica. And then I think also, you know, it's not necessary to edit within the detail like people that have novels. But you still have to make sure that you don't make any giant mistakes in regards to grammar. Yes. That's the biggest thing that would, you know, put the book out. You know, I would not put it aside, but I would be annoyed. Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing that pulls people out of the story when the grammar is off or it just doesn't make sense or doesn't flow. Then you're just like, then they're thinking about that instead of thinking about the story. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to go into detail like, oh, should there be a comma here or a comma there? Not that in depth, but definitely the grammar it needs to be and yeah. the sentence flow, obviously, because if you <laughs> put your words backwards, then no one is going to be able to follow the whole thing. Right. A good practice I follow that I got advice, you know, a long time ago is to read your own work aloud actually is quite beneficial because you catch these sentences that are really too long or they're even hard to say. And if they're too hard to say, <laughs> I always, I always blush when I read my own stuff. Oh, do you? Oh, that's kind of yeah. cute. <laughs> oh gosh. That's why I can't read my stuff. You know, people ask me for a podcast. Can you read them? And I'm like, oh, oh right. I tried it once. And I'm like, I blush, not only because of the scene, obviously, uh -huh. but because it's my own writing. It's like, yeah, oh, right. God, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I can understand. <laughs> I think it's fun to read aloud, but I like to do that kind of thing. So, <laughs> but you have fun. the voice for it, definitely. I love doing it. And, you know, I never knew that's a funny thing for me. I have like gone my whole life not knowing that people like my voice. And I didn't realize this until I started as Ruin Willow and people were telling me they like my voice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was actually yeah. quite surprising to me that so many people liked my voice. It was it was quite shocking. I'm still kind of shocked by it, honestly. <laughs> no, it's 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 really it's it's fascinating to listen to you. Plus, you know, you've got people that have got great voices that you think, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's so hot. But you can't listen to what they're saying because you're just so focused on the voice. <laughs> but that's with you, it's got both things. Ah, that's very interesting. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to mention or bring up or talk about? Not really, actually. I've got, <clears throat> sorry, I think I've got everything covered unless you have any questions, but people can always come to me with questions and right. I'll answer very open, very honestly, because I I never keep anything back. I've blurred everything out. Right. Uh, but if I don't know it, something, then I will definitely just say it. You know, I don't know. Right. I'm not right. going to spin a whole story about that might be the answer. I will tell them straight off. I don't know. Right. Right. Well, that's great. I think that's a great thing. Well, I really enjoyed talking with you. It was really fun to talk with you in person. And it was just a really fun chat. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope you enjoy reading the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in the middle of your which one is it? The Millennial Vampire one? Is that what's the title of it? Oh, one? yes, 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 yes. The Millennium Ball. The yes, Vampire yes. Erotica series. Yeah. Yes, I'm in the middle of that one. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, I enjoyed writing. Well, I don't writing all of them, but I enjoyed writing that one. It's the last one that I wrote, actually. Oh, is it? Okay, nice. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Well, and that one, is that one available on the online sellers as well? Yep, everywhere. I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah, you too. I think mine is already halfway, but yours isn't. <laughs> nope, mine is at the very beginning. Often I'm actually still sleeping. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake. I had coffee and I'm all good. So maybe I'll get more done today, right? Because I got up earlier. <laughs> true, very true. But now I'm behind my computer, so I might actually get some writing done. So thank Woo-hoo. you for that. bonus for both of us (laughs) yes definitely well you have a good day and thank you so much you too and thank you awesome well thank you thank you bye-bye I'm going to put all of her links down in the podcast notes so that you can easily click on her books if you would like to read more of them learn more about her she's also on twitter and so check it out read her book. And if you do, give her a review. Give her a review. We writers love, love, love reviewers. And so do podcasters. So, hey, (laughs) speaking of that, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave me a review. Follow my podcast. Buy my books. I have a book coming out this week called Magic in Her Kisses. It is female, female, woman, love, and woman, age gap, erotic romance. 
a college professor and a student hook up. They dabble in BDSM playfully. They don't know what they're doing, but they don't care. They're fucking having fun. They're having fucking fun. They're having fun fucking. Oh, look what I did there. (laughs) Anyway, you can find that on Amazon this week. It should be coming out in pre-sale and it'll be releasing in mid-December. So that's when you can read it. I am going to read an excerpt, probably the first chapter, perhaps coming up on the podcast soon. So you can look forward to that. And as always, please find me on social media. Talk to me. Leave me a comment. Interact with my posts. I love, love, love to interact with people. It's so much fun to me. And I love doing interviews. So I loved talking with Tiny Sparks. It was such a fun connection. Her and I have been kind of chatting back and forth for quite a while. She's been sharing her books with me, and I've really, really enjoyed them. And I really enjoy her. So I hope you enjoyed this as well. And I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Oh, fuck yeah. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.